You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean. I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. My name is Jack McLean. I'm your host, and today we'll be discussing all things about hamstrings, how to strengthen them up, how to bulletproof them, but more importantly, how to prevent them from injury at AFL level. So I'll be breaking it down into three key areas. If you have any questions around hamstrings or off-season training, for those tuning in on Instagram or via our YouTube channel, please comment them below and I'll do my best to answer your questions. But we'll get straight into it. The key areas for me from a hamstring point of view to reduce the likelihood of injury for Australian rules football is number one, conditioning. So making sure you've got a resilient whole body when it comes to training. Obviously, football is a hugely demanding on your body. So we want to make sure that you're Agile, you can change direction really, really well from a footwork perspective. So making sure that you're quick on your feet, both not in the forward plane, but also laterally, you can repeat efforts really, really well. So those high intensity, hard efforts on a footy field, you've got the endurance in the legs to be able to repeat those. And then of course, the aerobic demands being the longest team game in the world, you need to be able to have good aerobic base. So making sure that you're fit enough, you have a good tank to be able to handle the amount of volume that is covered in a typical Australian rules football game. So from conditioning perspective, I typically will program in the off-season anywhere between two to four run sessions, and we'll usually have themes to those sessions. So when we've got our aerobic work, we'll typically do that where we do longer efforts with shorter rest periods. Our high-intensity days where we're focusing on moving at high speed, and and doing repeat speed efforts, the rep ranges, the distance are generally a bit shorter or the duration that you're working the reps are shorter, but the rest periods are higher to allow for that intensity, but also to allow your body to recover enough to be able to move well and produce good amount of force opposed to when we're doing aerobic days where we want the heart rate up nice and high and we deliberately want the body to be able to move at a good pace, but at a slow pace to be able to cover good distances and build that endurance. And then we have our high speed days where you're working through max velocity, both in a linear plane, straight line, but also with agility, change of direction. So that's our conditioning perspective. So that is number one. You can do all the strength work in the gym, 
and all the mobility, all the flexibility, but if you're not fit enough to be able to play the game that you need to play for your team and that the game demands of you, then you're putting yourself at risk for injury. And obviously we can't prevent all hamstring strains. There's some mechanisms and you watch the replay of when an athlete gets injured and particularly with the contact nature of the sport and the fact it's 360 degrees, you can get hit and not be prepared for it. And, and mechanisms can be put the body, can put your body into positions that you just simply can't prevent. So there's some hamstring strains, of course, we can't miss, but those uh, a lot of the time where the ones where there might be non-contact injuries where you're happening, maybe you just moving at a fast pace or you're picking up a ground ball, there's certainly some things that we can try and uh, prevent through good quality training and making sure you've got that balance between hard training and smart training. Will Robbo's just sent through a question. So playing tonight at five o'clock, what sort of food should I have for lunch? Playing football, geez, I thought we'd be in the off season. Uh, Is that like a small-sided game or is that a like AFL nines or is that a proper 18 by 18? But from a food perspective, on game day, I wouldn't change your routine too much. So food ingredient, pick ingredients that you know you you can stomach and digest well. Uh, make sure you're probably having two main meals. So it's already one o'clock now, so you're four hours from the game. You might have your main meal now between one and two o'clock and then just snack leading up to uh, the game day and make sure you bring some snacks and you stay well hydrated would be the key, mate. But yeah, keep it simple. It's pick food and ingredients that you familiar with and you know your body can digest well and then make sure that you're well hydrated and you've had at least two main meals going into that game and of course the dinner post is really really important so make sure you get that fuel in straight after the game but going back to the topic so hamstrings how to reduce them we've got the next one on the list so first one was conditioning make sure you you're fit enough to be able to handle the demands of the game number two movement quality so from a biomechanics point of view we want to make sure the three key areas are well developed so you've, you haven't got flat tires when you're running, particularly with your speed work. So for things like acceleration, change of direction, and top-end speed, we want to make sure that we've got good quality ankle stiffness, and that allows us to be able to pop from the contest and have good speed, but also reduces the amount of load throughout the hamstrings because we're able to distribute that load throughout the whole body when the body's got that good quality pre-tension and distribute that load throughout the whole chain rather than going up the chain and being isolated in one position. So that ankle, hip, and trunk um, stability and tension throughout the body is really, really important to prevent overload in certain specific areas. So the body works best when it's working as one whole unit and it's working as one whole coordinated movement. So that's where your run drills can be really, really helpful from a mechanics point of view. I always like to start any of my coaching field sessions, whether it be with a group or one-on-one with 10 to 20 minutes of running skills where we're developing ankle stiffness, we're developing hip lock, which is your ability to just have a stable hip when you're running at high speed. So you your the strength through your hips to be able to handle the forces going through, particularly in that stance leg, but also when you're having doing quick switches, you're able to hip lock the free leg and, and be able to get good amount of foot from, from above. So you, you're about put that force straight into the ground and also equally be able to handle that force that you're putting into the ground. So hip lock is really, really important and doing those hip lock stability drills, not just at a slow pace. Once the athlete's got a good understanding of what hip lock should feel like, where we're not sloppy through the hips and we're not swaying from side to side. 
we've got a good balance between the hips, you're arching the lower back or you're not tucking the pelvis under with knees getting up too high. You've got that solid sound base of, of hip lock and good awareness around it. Then we want to move it as fast as possible to replicate the velocities that we're doing at the field. So hip lock is key, ankle stiffness is key, and then, of course, trunk control. You can be generating as much force and have heaps of power, really good engine, but if, you don't, if you're not able to handle that force through the trunk, then you'll be moving all over the place and losing your posture, and the abdominals are strongest when they're at length. So we want to make sure that you've got good posture good core control. So for things like might do we might progress your running drills with arms overhead, use an aqua bag just to challenge that system and challenge the trunk to be able to control your arms and your and your your legs. So they're the three big areas, big rocks from a mechanical point of view. And then from a strength point of view with your hamstrings, lengthening is strengthening. So we want to make sure we have good control with our outer range movements. So for the knee-based hamstring work, that will be things like Nordics, sliders, uh, Swiss ball curls or even hamstring machine curls. You might on the machine, you might do two on the way up. So both legs curl the weight up and then do one on the way down. So we're really demanding and, and focusing on the lengthening phase of the hamstrings. And what that does is it puts a good stimulus through the hamstrings to be able to develop long fascicles, which we know prevent hamstring or help prevent and reduce the likelihood of hamstring strain. So the key to focus with that, it's not like our force production work, like your heavy deadlifts and heavy squats were at times, heavier is better. Putting more weight on the bar is beneficial to producing more force. Or if you're working on your power, moving the same weight faster will give you a better stimulus for power production. Here, from a strength point of view for the hamstrings, being a long muscle, and they're most vulnerable when they're on those outer ranges, like in that stance position when we're sprinting, the hamstrings are on stretch. That's where they're vulnerable under high velocity. So we want to make sure they're super strong uh, under length. So that's where we want to prioritize the range of motion that you're moving through and then progress at either at the weight or you might go from a double leg to a single leg exercise to increase the load through the hamstrings. So lengthening and strengthening is the key. For your knee-based ones, I've mentioned those. Also add in a long lever bridge. So rather than doing like a 90-degree uh, angle with your glute bridges, you just lengthen out the knee so it's the knee's only slightly bent, maybe 20 degrees to uh, strengthen the hamstrings on length. And then we've got our hip-based hamstrings to strengthen the top of the hips. Really important for things like when you decelerate on the field, you want a hip hinge at the trunk um, to load the top of the hip joints. So things like ground balls, we want to make sure we're strong through the hamstrings and the, and the hips. And to be able to also handle those high forces on the field where you suddenly pump on the brakes. So RDL variations are really important to strengthen the, your proximal hamstrings, the top, the hip base hamstrings. Any variation from double leg with a barbell, double leg with dumbbells. You might do a split stance where you've got probably more weight on your front foot um, and you're loading up that front leg to uh, overload the, the a, predominantly the front leg more than the then two legs, and then you can progress that for more instability going into a single leg RDL. Then we'll have your rotational hip-based stuff where you're rotating at the trunk to challenge the hamstrings and from a stability point of view and, and, and your trunk control as well. So there's all your RDL variations, which if you're not sure of any of those exercises that I've mentioned, both knee-based and hip-based, head over to our YouTube channel. We've got a hamstring playlist, so you can check out how to successfully perform those lifts. And then we've got also the glute ham raise. So for anyone that's got any back issues, we typically get them on the glute ham raise where we replicate those hip hinge movements to hit the top of the hammies while taking a little bit of load off the back.
So that's it for this week's topic. In terms of the podcast this week, it's another massive week on the show. We've got our Wednesday interview to be published, which is with Josh Manuel. He's the first of four-year strength conditioning coach as well as helping out the rehabilitation program at the Adelaide Crows. Really looking forward to releasing that podcast. It was a fantastic interview that I did a couple of weeks ago. Josh talks about the philosophy, not only from an athlete development point of view, but also from a whole holistic point of view, how they help develop their athletes to be able to play the Adelaide Crows way. On Thursday, we have an event in Eventbrite for Academy members. It's for free. So make sure to check your email to be able to use the coupon code. For everyone else, you can purchase it for a $10 ticket. And I'll be discussing one at three o'clock on Thursday, how to create and launch your own podcast. Everything from sharing my run sheets to how I get guests on the show to how I stream live and how we build up our view, views on our podcast, how to get some advertising as well. And then on th Thursday at 4 p.m. for the Australian Rules Footballers, I'll be doing a podcast all about how to make the most of your off-season training program. So breaking it down into key areas of conditioning and also strength and power. So same deal for academy members, that is for free. Um, and for non-academy members, it's $10 for a ticket. If you're interested in either of those events, make sure to click the link in our podcast description to be able to purchase your ticket. Tickets are running out and we release that next Thursday. I've just released a podcast, I'm uh, sorry, a blog post today as well, all about off-season training. So if that's something you're interested in reading, head over to propelicapro.com and go to the resources page. I'll typically release one or publish one pod blog post every week. And then now for those heading over to interested in joining our program, make sure to go over to our YouTube channel. If you're watching on Instagram, I'm just sharing my screen and I'll be talking to my computer here. So excuse me, if you're on Instagram live, head over to our YouTube channel where I'll just quickly break down this week's program. So it's week one of our off-season program as of October 3rd. If you're listening and you're interested in trialing our program, we do have a two-week trial. So head over to our website, pelicapro.com or click the links in our, our caption of the podcast where you can join and trial our program for 14 days at no cost. So for this week, we have three working days for our maintainers program. Gain is you have an extra upper body program to complete, but the volume is down at this stage. We're just trying to find a, a period of time where we're building back into routine. Variation is really, really important to keep training interesting, particularly if you have a long competitive season and you're lucky enough to play deep into the finals for 2022. We want to make sure that it's a gradual build into the 2023 campaign. So that's why I've started with low volume and then we're going to build as we get closer to Christmas and, and closer to your pre-season training date. But at the moment, it's all about reintroducing our running. So we've got to start Monday with a 15-minute fartlek block. Really important that you feel good throughout that session. Like I said, it's just dusting off the cobweb. So get the heart rate out a little bit, but we're not working on high speed or high intensity, we're just working on some good, getting good rhythm back with your running. Great opportunity to practice good aerobic tempo running outdoors now that the, the weather's starting to pick up. And then our full body strength program, as you can see, basic movement patterns here, no actual loading, so no barbell on this day. Just a good opportunity to get those movement patterns back into the system. So goblet squats, good opportunity for to get some good hypertrophy on, on this phase of the program as well. So move through good range of motion with majority of these lifts. We've got a double goblet squat, superset with our chin up, and then some groin work with our cable adduction. From there, we're moving into part B, single arm dumbbell bench press and reverse lunges. Part C is a dumbbell row into a splits 
um, split stance dumbbell RDL, as I just mentioned before. So we're working on that top of the hamstring, hip-based hamstring work, and then finishing off with some abs, starting to prepare that summer body, uh, which everyone is no doubt starting to get motivated for now that the sun's out. So plate sit up in a Russian twist. Tuesday's a day off and Thursday and Saturday, Sunday. So on those days off, great opportunity to experiment and try some new things. Maybe you don't get the opportunity to do in football season due to time and energy. So whether that be playing golf, going for a surf, or maybe trying some new things like wrestling, athletics, triathlon training, whatever, or some form of cross training, whatever it might be, great opportunity this time of year to experiment and try different things. And that approach can also help your football, but also more importantly, keep you moving, keep you feeling good without um, feeling uh, monotonous because the training and the stimulus is different being in a different environment. Wednesday's an upper body volume day. So we've got close grip bench press, which is a great accessory for really increasing the range of motion by bringing the hands in. So challenging you know, our chest and also your triceps. Wide grip lat pull down. Same thing, trying to really focus on building some good mass through our lats to protect our organs or, or, and build good body armor around the ribs. Part C, dumbbell shoulder press. Make sure we've got a neutral grip and you rotate overhead just to look after our shoulders and not beat up our shoulders this time of year. And then finish with some front raises, shrugs, and double leg lowers. So building that muscle around the shoulders and also around the neck to protect the head from heavy collisions that happen in football. Thursday's day off, as I mentioned. Friday, we've got our main session of the week from a running perspective. So some intros, some speed prep. We're doing some dynamic ankle stiffness work, as I mentioned before. Really important that we're not running with flat tires, which is a sloppy ankle. We want to make sure we've got stiff, stiff ankles. So we can hop from the contest with our speed work. So working on that dynamic plyometric work before we're into, into our running session. Then we've got some tempo running, some two sets of four, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, two sets of four, 40 seconds on, 40 seconds off. Roughly speaking, targets around 150 meters for 30 seconds and 200 meters for the 40 second efforts. High speed, two sets of three at 10 seconds. And there you're aiming around in between 50 and 60 meters, building and just exposing your body to some higher speeds around that 70 to 80%. And then finishing off, once you've done those two sets of three with good amount of rest in between, we've got a two-minute tempo effort where you're just holding that threshold pace, something you probably haven't done since last off-season, running longer than a sort of 100-meter effort. So just opening any a good rhythm and focus on quality cadence and not blowing up in that two-minute effort, but actually holding a consistent pace all the way through and then finish off the week with a full body strength where we've got our back squats back in the program. The box squat is no longer in the program. That's purely an in-season lift where we're trying to focus on maximum force production. Here, we'll, we'll reduce the weight on the bar because you're moving through those outer ranges. So squat as low as you can with good form and also that feels okay through your hips and your lower back. So like I mentioned before, off-season is a great time to focus on developing strength through your outer ranges. Then we've got in between your back squats, some kneeling face pulls, RDLs is our second key lift for the week. So another opportunity to strengthen up the hamstrings with your dumbbell bench press, seated rows into a dumbbell step up. Make sure we get into that hip lock position at the top of your step up. And then we've got our two down, two up, one down eccentrics on the hamstring curls, only three sets of three, but focus on the quality. Like I mentioned before, that real lengthening phase on the way down with one leg. And then we finish with some core work and some shoulders with our lateral raises, skull crushes, and plank. So that's it for this no live podcast for the next couple of weeks. Just having a bit of a break from our events over the next couple of weeks. But we do have a workshop next Thursday, as I mentioned, one for the coaches and business owners on how to create your own podcast. 
And then another for football is all about how to make maximize your off-season training. So if you're interested in those events, make sure to head over to our sorry, Instagram, sorry, and direct message me, and I will send you the details. Otherwise, I will see you guys either in the academy or at our next live event. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database, and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast, and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible, and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in, and you can cancel absolutely anytime.